Welcome to Families for Life with Brian and Brian, a podcast of Oak Hill Baptist Church. On this episode, we're discussing our top three influential Christian albums. Well, we're back, and we've got a fun episode today. Brian, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. Yeah, we had a, a little bit of an ice storm yeah. last week, and the day that we normally record, there were some other things going on, but the day we normally record, we were uh, at home. Yep. Our office was closed. The roads were very icy, really bad, very dangerous, and so we could not record, and yep. so we just pushed it off until this week. So if you were looking for a new episode, we're very sorry. sorry. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, hopefully you went back maybe and listened to an old episode or caught up on something. Mm-hmm. But we're going to take a break from our friendship series. friendship series to do something fun. But before I do that, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Yeah, it uh, like you said, it was there was more things going on. And uh, funnily enough, if if we had tried to record even like remotely, there was no way that was happening because yeah, uh, yeah, our family was out with the bet with the uh, with the. Um, stomach bug oh, and it's going around man it was brutal and um there's that and then our family's just you know we've got uh, we've we're my wife's pregnant and she is technically at risk for preterm labor right now but um thankfully we had a good doctor's report report uh recently so everything's going good but we're just having to she has to just take it easy. Take it a little easy, yeah. and uh, and that's hard. My wife is a doer, yeah. and so... <laughs> and that means you got to do a lot more. I have to do more, yeah. And uh, but things are good, and so so if you're a praying listener, please, please pray for us. <laughs> Anytime I have to do a lot of care for the kids, like the wife goes out of town or something like that, you know, it, it always reminds me how thankful I am yes. for the care that, that, that my wife, and I'm sure your wife, provides for our family, because there are so many things that they think about with like mm-hmm. all the doctor's appointments yeah. and all the, you know, the feeding schedules and the nap schedules. And, you know, my wife does homeschool yeah. and it's just, it's so much. It's, life, so, it's our life management. I'm very thankful so, mm-hmm. for, uh, for my wife and all that she does. Absolutely the same. Absolutely the same. Yeah. So, so anyways, uh, yeah. So we are doing a fun episode today. We wanted to just kind of take a break and jump into something you, you had mentioned this. I think it's a great idea. Um, at first I thought it was a good idea, but then I started, started like, it's, like, it's re- a great idea. I started revisiting the, the, uh, the topic and I yeah. was like, wow, I forgot yeah. how important this was to me. Well, you know, and I, and I'll say this up front, music is one of the most important things in my life Yeah, in the sense of, um, you know, media and things that connect me, you know, I, I grew up, uh, pre-internet. And so, you know, of course we had television and things like that, but a lot of what connected me as a, as a child and as a teenager is, is music. Yeah. And I could think back to different songs and the periods in yes. which my life, where I was. You and like it, can jump right back to that moment right, when you were listening right. to those songs. Yep. And so music to me is just, it's just a phenomenal way to express so many things. And so when I thought about Christian albums, I was trying to think of albums that have influenced me at key moments in my life. Yeah. And so I think I found, uh, yeah. Was this the, hard? the three? Okay. <laughs> the three. Well, so I'm a list maker okay. and I have in my journal, I have list of favorite albums, mm-hmm. uh, books, movies, television shows, you know, just to kind of keep track and, and think through the things I've really enjoyed and liked. And so, um, it can be, Pretty hard to think, but this list actually came to me pretty quickly. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. it wasn't too too awful. You just had to like not include. Uh, we might have several honorable mentions on this <laughs> on this episode. We might try to sneak some in. Well, well see. and and let us know in the comments uh, or yeah. uh, send us send us via our email. We have our email now, right? Which is f4l at oakhillbc.org. Uh, send us your top albums. We'd love to hear from you guys and what albums have influenced you and, you know, where, why that was. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, um, let's get started. I want you to start because okay. uh, we All kept right. this a secret from each other. We didn't tell each other what yes. we were going to do until right now. And then we ended up having, having one of the same albums. So. Yes, which is, I'm, 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 I was hoping that would happen a little bit. But also surprised that it did happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you go ahead and start. Okay. Tell us so, what your first. So this first album one is. is is "Take Me to Your Leader" by the Newsboys. Yes. And the, the real Newsboys. The real Newsboys. Yes. Yeah. Not this pop band that's out there now. No, I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> Savage. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, the new, this album, it says it was their sixth studio album, which is kind of amazing to wow. me. It came out in 1996. So I had become a Christian in 1996. I can't exactly remember when I got this album. I wanted to say it was around a Christmas time. I don't, I don't, I remember being at my grandparents' house listening to this. I had a Discman, mm-hmm. okay, with, yeah. the ear, with the headphones, you know, and um, I remember listening to this album. So I had just recently in the last, within that year, become a Christian. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, like I said, music was always a big identity You've thing for me. Loved music, yeah. So before I was a Christian, uh, we were really into grunge music. We were into '60s music. We were into the Beatles. We were into Grateful Dead. But a lot of what we listened to was like Nirvana and Pearl Jam. And there was nothing really out there in the Christian scene that really captured that kind of grunge rock and roll type mm-hmm. feel. And even like like I love DC Talk, but even like DC Talk before. Jesus Freak mm-hmm. was was hip hop, you know what I'm saying? And I wasn't really into hip hop at all. And so when I got Take Me to Your Leader, I think my um, dad and stepmom bought it for me. I popped it in, and it was it was amazing mm-hmm. because it it captured that '90s sort of grunge rock and roll feel. Yeah. And so it was just an amazing thing. And I, I listened to that album. I know every song on the album. I listened to it from beginning to end. You know. This is one of the sad things of today. We've lost the the concept of albums. Right. And nowadays it's um, just the single. It's mm-hmm. the song. But I listened to that album start to finish. I know every song. I know every lyric. And I love every single song on there. Now, the one that people think about is uh, Breakfast in Hell, mm-hmm. you know, or I think it's Breakfast. Breakfast, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was the one that kind of went mainstream, big. went mm-hmm. big. And that, I love that song, but it's not my favorite. Yeah. Um, my favorite song on there, I think the one that has the most meaning for me is Lost the Plot. Oh, was that the one you, you were going to say? Oh my thunder. Yes. Okay. Yes. No, so talk you, about it. No, no, no. Oh, go ahead. It. No, no, you talk about it. No, no. Well, you, I'll talk about go it. Go ahead and talk about why you love the album, and then we'll talk about the song. Okay. Okay. So, Newsboys for me. So, uh, 1996. I turned seven that year. So, um, a lot of my albums were, were while I was younger. And I. I also loved music, but I wanted like intense music. I wanted hard, like fast and heavy metal type stuff. Uh, yeah, I, Speed I, metal. I love that stuff. I really do. But those were not, it's funnily enough, those were not the influential albums for me. Mm. Um, the ones that were like hardcore, I love them. Uh, Skillet mm-hmm. is an honorable mention, but, but these were the albums that I love because I spent a lot of time with my grandparents in North Carolina. I spent mm-hmm. a lot of time with my uncle. And my uncle, my mom was trying to find good Christian music for me to listen to because she knew I, I liked this crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. She asked my uncle, "What what can I have him listen to?" And so he introduced me to the Christian music that he liked because he was kind of into that mm-hmm. stuff too. And so Newsboys was one of them. And so I, my uncle loved it, so I loved it, you know. And so I started listening to it. And same sort of thing. It has this like attitude about it. And I liked the fact that it wasn't this like, oh, I'm a weak little Christian. It was mm-hmm. like a, no, I'm a Christian. Like, yeah, it was, you un- know, it a was bit un- in your face about it. Was it was unapologetic yeah. in its, in their, in their Christendom. N- not in a, not in a hateful way, but in mm-hmm, a way that mm-hmm. says, this is what I believe. This yeah. is what I stand for. And that's, oh. and to be honest, that's something that I needed as a Christian yes. in my early in my early formative days because I had never heard somebody stand up for what they believed in unashamedly, this way. Unashamedly, right. like right. I'm not ashamed of this. I'm actually really cool. I'm really excited about right. it. Right, right. Um, no matter what you think, and uh, and so yeah, loss of plot is one of my favorite ones. Uh, God is not a secret. Mm. Uh, breathe was really mm-hmm. good for me. Um, and I have reasons why, but like, okay, so you go ahead and talk about lost. The plot. Yeah. Lost. The plot is to me, it reminds me of, so, so there's always these, um, there's always these songs that feel like epic songs. Yeah. Okay. For instance, journey has, um, you know, their, what's the one, their famous song, uh, um, hooked on a feeling. Is that their song? No, no, that's, that's blue suede or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm forgetting the names, but you know, like Queen has Bohemian Rhapsody, yes, yes, and, and yes. there's there's these epic songs. Yes, you know, uh, Wings has a Band on a Run. You know, and they they span several minutes, and the 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 uh, 
the music ebbs and flows and genres change, you right. know, and I feel like Lost the Plot is that way because that it starts out with just this really simple kind of guitar yeah. riff. It ends up in this like it's head super, banging, yeah. like, like You're rock like, and roll. Let's go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, as I listen to the words, it, it's all about <sighs> the idea that we are in that, that Christians have gotten so distracted from, yes. you know, we lost the plot. We, we lost the mission. Basically, the plot is synonymous with the mission for, for Christians. I, I love the lyric. He says, when you come back again, mm-hmm. talking about Jesus, when you come back again, can you bring me something from the fridge? Mm-hmm. And the, the point is, is like, hey, yeah, when you come back, you, you mind bringing me something from the right. fridge? Mm-hmm. As if, like, when you come back, it's like, yeah, that's cool, I guess. Right. And then uh, when you come in back again, I just got comfortable here. Right. Is like, it's basically like, could you just not come back yet? Right. And you just well, desensitized. It's to the idea that Christ. our faith, we start out on fire and then we lose that passion and we sort of just get like comfortable. And the lyric that sticks out in my mind, it says, For a time we stuck with the shepherd, but yes. you wouldn't play Santa Claus. Yes. You wouldn't give us all that we wanted because, you know, a lot of Christianity and the way Christianity was sold, especially in the 80s and the 90s, was Jesus is this cosmic Santa Claus that's going to make all your dreams come true. Yep. And there was this, there was the, the, the loss of like, Dying to self, uh, becoming a disciple was yeah. not there. Yeah, and and so they were calling us out, basically saying, "We don't want a cheap faith because right. we don't have a cheap gospel." Yeah, and they even say like, "You wouldn't fit our image," right? So we lost the plot, right? And then what I love about the song though is the way he calls himself out of it in the in the song mm-hmm. is by reminding himself of his testimony. Mm. And there's this look back to when I first met you. Mm. And, uh, and, and then all of a sudden, like Jesus welcomed him with gladness yeah. and he, uh, he was happy ever after. Mm-hmm. And that's when he was like, okay. And, and then he's like, let's repent. It, eventually they right. he basically just confesses. Mm-hmm. We were lethargic. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to the plot. Well, this is a good reminder for Christians why we need to keep the the cross and the and the resurrection of Jesus in view at all times. Yeah. This is why we're told to continue to do the Lord's Supper is because these constant reminders keep us focused on what we need to be focused on. Yeah. And if we don't have the constant reminder of of the of the gospel of our salvation, then we've we we have lost the plot. We've, lost it. we've got to make sure that as Christians we don't get over our salvation. And what yeah. I mean by that is is we, we don't we don't get tired of or we don't get um uh it doesn't just become a mundane part. It's like, wow, I I'm saved yeah. by the gospel. Like that should amaze us every constantly. Time. Yep. That's what I listening to this these these albums again this morning I was listening to them and I was like, man, this is so good for me. I mean, this was this was so good for me. Um, the one God is not a secret. I love that song mm-hmm. on that album because it 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 basically calls out the fact that you can't de-emphasize God for the sake of public acceptance. Mm, right. He says, "Take back your free advice. I don't accept. I will not play those games. God is not a secret mm-hmm. to be kept." Right. And I loved that song as a kid because I was like, "Yeah, I don't have to be ashamed." Of Jesus, which that's going to be a theme mm. for these albums for me. For you, yeah. yeah. So, okay, all right. You ready for my second one? Yeah, you you take it. You take it from here. All right. So my second. So that was our, both of our first one was the same. Yeah. Our my second one is the Jesus record by Rich Mullins. Mm, yeah. See, I don't know that. Okay. So you don't know who Rich Mullins is? No. Okay. So I might he, would recognize it. But. He was huge in the eighties and nineties in Christian music. Mm. Okay. Um, he actually died in a car accident in 1997. Mm, He he was going to a benefit concert. He was him and a buddy. They were in a Jeep and their, they had Jeep got an accident, lost control, rolled over. It was a horrific accident. He was killed. Um, this album had been recorded, uh, by Rich Mullins on, on a demo. He had gone to a church. And on their piano, he'd gotten one of those tape recorders, you know, that little what? little tape recorders, and he banged out these 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 songs and recorded all of them. So he died before any of, before this album was was completed, and it was supposed it's called the Jesus Record. He wanted to call it ten songs about Jesus. He wanted to focus the whole album around who Jesus is. Um, and so his band 
and and some of his Christian friends, Amy Grant, uh, yeah. Michael W. Smith, they took the demos and finished out the the layouts, finished out the song. So so when you get the album, it's a double album. You get one CD that was the demo of Rich mm. Mullins singing in the church, and the other one is the finished album. Mm-hmm. So you get two CDs when you when it was a CD album. So I was at a um, I was working at a Limstone bookstore. And that is a Christian bookstore chain that I don't know if they exist I, anymore. I've never heard of that either. Yeah. But they were in the malls. Okay. okay? So it was a, so I was at the Fayette Mall in Lexington, Kentucky, and I was working at Limstone Books. And once again, I had just been a Christian for like maybe a, a year or two, a couple years. It had not been long. And part of the reason why I liked working at this bookstore was I was around a lot of Christian resources, Christian music. I was around Bibles. And so it helped me to kind of know what some good things were that were out there. Um, I'd begin to listen to Rich Mullins a little bit and be influenced by him, by, by my parents, because he had many albums that came out, many famous songs before this. Mm. One of his songs that that um, was made famous, he, he did the Apostles' Creed to music. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he did um, Awesome God. Oh, our God yeah. is an awesome. I didn't God. know that. Yeah. So, okay. so, so he did all these famous songs. So when this, so, so I knew he died, and this album came, came out. out, and it is one of, um, it is one of the best albums because here's what Rich Mullins taught me, and and I didn't really realize this while while it was happening. Rich Mullins taught me theology. Mm. Okay, he put he put biblical theology because like think about awesome God. Yeah. The, the, yep. the truths that's just big God theology that right are there. in there. You know, you think about the Apostles' Creed. You know, now that's that's the Apostles' Creed is theology, but then he's putting it to words mm-hmm. to help us remember that. So as I was listening to this album, not only did I love the music, I love the arrangement, I love the the Rich Mullins has a he's really authentic, mm. but he's also it's it's worship music, but not church worship music yeah, you know it's I, yeah. personal worship music in the sense of you 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 hear these songs and they they touch you and so it was one of these things that I didn't even understand I was learning so let me give you an example there's a song that he wrote called nothing is beyond you mm-hmm. okay so listen to this and tell me what kind of theology we're learning okay. from this okay yeah. it says where could I go where could I run even if I found the strength to fly if I rose on the wings of the dawn and crashed through the corner of the sky if I sailed past the edge of the sea, even if I made my bed in hell, still there you would find me. Because nothing is beyond you. You stand beyond the reach of our vain imagination, our misguided piety. The heavens stretch to hold you, uh, and the deep cries out to deep, singing nothing is beyond you. And then he goes on to the next verse. Time cannot contain you. You fill eternity. Sin can never stain you. Death has lost its sting. I cannot explain the way you came to loving me except to say nothing is beyond you. Mm. And he has another verse about, about the light as well. God being greater than the darkness, overcoming the darkness and bringing light into the dark. And so what, what, the, what theology do you learn from that? Off the bat, that's omnipresence. Like right. that's God is everywhere. And that's scripture. I mean, he's quoting parts of scripture in his own lyrics I mean, and that's what I love about some of these things is yeah. like you get Bible right in in good music right, and so that, this is why yeah, good Christian amazing. music and and I don't want to lambaste any <laughs> Christian music, any pop Christian music out there because there's some good stuff out there. Okay, right. there's some really good stuff out there, but um, we need to search and find good music that teaches us good theology, right? Uh, not just self serving theology, but like theology that puts us on notice about who, who God, God is, is, what he's about, and how we relate to God, not how God relates like, to us right, all the time. Right. I'm not saying those songs are not bad. It's not bad to have a song that centers around us, but if all of our worship music, if all of our Christian music centers around us and not God, that that's not right. Then that's me worship music. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, right. That's, that, that can be a problem. And so I love this about Rich Mullins, that he took this whole album and sang about who God is, about who Jesus is. Yeah. And he it, very very little of this album is is it's not a me centered album it's right. a it's a God centered yeah. album and it does talk about how we relate to God of course but but it's all in relation to um, God being centered on God first mm. and so that's why I love this album what kind of what style of music is it like is it <clears throat> I would say he he does a lot of um, 
Man, it's so different. Yeah. He, he, he does a lot of acoustical stuff, but then like he has orchestra perf- stuff really? in his. Okay. Yeah, there's okay. one there's one song uh, he has a he has a um a really good album called Songs, which mm. is a compilation of a lot of his good music. And there's a really good um there's a couple really good songs where he has some orchestra pieces in there and then yeah. it goes into guitar or piano. Um So it's not it's not like folksy. It's more Man, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say. Okay, it's, you just have to listen to yep. it. It's, it's really good music. But that helps me know because if you were able to say, "Oh, it's this," then I would know. But now I know that it's probably not. It's 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 fairly unique. Yeah, you listen to it and let me know where you think it fits. Okay, but maybe it's that that sort of '90s folk Americana yeah. type stuff. But then he also he does a lot of interesting things with music though, and that's not cool. he doesn't get just stuck in a box and that's what's good yeah that's right. when you know it's good music so yeah cool what's your second album okay so it, so newsboys was was going to be my second i did it the way i was doing this was i was ordering it from least to greatest okay for my top three that is so so my my third my number three which i was going to talk about first was going to be audio adrenaline mm. their album lift okay um and so this is not the one that has you know uh big house, big house yeah. although i love that song um this is the one that I, I don't know if it was as popular as that but it has uh, a lot of really good songs on it but the the thing about this album was i actually didn't like it that much when i first listened to it mm. it was done in 2001 so i would have turned 12 that year and uh, i was really wanting to listen to much more hardcore music okay and so i found <clears throat> things like lincoln park and other um secular albums that i started listening to and audio adrenaline so i was kind of in this weird phase of my life trying to figure out where not where i wanted to be but like what i liked to listen to well later on as i started driving so several years later i i was kind of just tired of the secular music because it wasn't fulfilling you know and it didn't it didn't lift me up at all and so i revisited this this album audio adrenaline which again my uncle loved and so he's the one who introduced this to me and i started listening to it again and i just fell in love with the style but also the message and it's funny the songs that i love the most on this album are the most calm ones they're not the most intense ones um one of them is but but they're more calm and it's the message that they're talking about that i just it just spoke to me and um so the first song that i loved was i'm alive and it that one just opens up and it just goes it's hardcore and um they have kind of like an aerosmith sound because mm. his his voice you know it had that just you know kind of 80s rock yeah. feel to it and um and so i started like being interested in that and um and i'm alive is just about having life in christ and being free and everything is like an adventure even if it's hard it's like it can be really hard but it's you're alive and uh i and that's when i i was like 16 and thinking this is what i need you know i was i was becoming who i was and i needed to figure that out in christ but then there's this song called ocean floor and it is it is the slow rhythmic song about your sinfulness and how your sins are cast to the bottom of the ocean floor and it quotes the Micah 719 mm. verse about how it says he will have he will again have compassion on us he will tread our iniquities underfoot yes you will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea and i can remember driving around singing that song and just being so thankful that god did not remember my sins anymore mm, that's he threw good. them on the bottom of the ocean floor and as a 16 year old boy mm-hmm there were plenty of things that I had to feel guilty about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that was huge. And then their song, Speak to Me, it, you know, would come on, and it's all about God revealing himself through his word. And one of the lines is, um, I've opened up your word so freely. I want to hear you now. And so it's just speak to me. Tell me all the things I need to know. I want to hear you now. And that was huge for me to just let God tell me what I need to know, to be who he wants me to be and not what the world wants me to be. So very formative. And then finally on that album was Tremble. And it's all about revering God in his glory and holiness. And it's just 
coming to the Lord, being in his glorious, you know, just this huge God. Mm -hmm. And he's so big and so holy and I'm so small and so sinful. But all I need to do is just I tremble in his presence. But then I I ask Mm -hmm. for his forgiveness and he gives it. Mm. And so it's not it's not about you being afraid of God. It's about you finding comfort in him Mm -hmm. ultimately. Right. Um, And and these these songs were just pivotal for me as a young man. And uh, and I'm thankful that I had somebody p- push this music into my life because mm-hmm. I didn't want to listen to it. Um, and that's something I think is important for us, especially as parents, to think about. There are times when we our kids are going to want to listen to things that are not actually fulfilling for them. They're going to get tired of that. What are they going to go to? Mm-hmm. You know, are we giving them solid music right. to listen to? Mm-hmm. So that was Audio Adrenaline Lift 2001, huge for me. So, okay, what was your third? Okay, so my third one <clears throat> is Illuminate by the David Crowder Band. Mm-hmm. So this was a uh, released in 2003. Uh, so what happened was <laughs> I was, um, you know, I had been searching for a long time for, for good worship music. Okay. So in the late nineties, early two thousands, um, there was really a lack of like really good authentic worship music. A, a lot of it was, you know, you go to church and there was, there was hymns, yeah. you know, or they had, they had kind of gotten, there was some worship music that had come out that was good, but, um, like you had your vineyard worship music and stuff, right, but right. It, the the churches weren't always solid. You know, they were more like some of them were non-denominational. Some of them were charismatic, even though they were putting out really good worship music. It, there know, was some, there was some questionable right. theology. Yeah. And so I was looking for something really, really good. I was in uh, Bible college at the time and I, I could, I could promise you, I thought this was released, um, sooner than this but it, it says 2003 so i i you know it's weird how your mind uh-huh because you don't always listen to it like right after it came right. out yeah well right around two right around 2000 um the passion movement came out mm-hmm. okay and passion started putting out really good music and you know louis giglio had found some really great young artists that were really on the cutting edge of worship you're thinking uh, and now nowadays they're household names but nobody knew who they were at the time charlie hall uh, Matt Redman, Chris yeah. Tomlin, David Crowder. No one knew who these people were at the time, and now they're now they're all famous mm-hmm. Christian musicians, you know. Yeah. But um, this album came out, and I, I had not listened to David Crowder other than the Passion albums. At the time, Stars was really big, you know. Um, you remember that song? Um, anyway, not off the top that was of my head, that was no. on that one of their Passion albums that was huge at the time. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, this somebody had burned a copy of this illuminate <laughs> yep. and i had <laughs> those got, were the days they had passed around the dorm and i had gotten a hold of it and it was one of those it was one of those things that um you know and i've since bought the album okay so i've i've yes. paid for it <laughs> he repented <laughs> back in the day you know they had like LimeWire or napster you know uh-huh. people would download albums yeah. or they would share stuff <laughs> anyway um so when i got this album I was blown away by, I'm like, wait, this is worship. I'm like, this is worship music. I was like, wait a second. Yes, this is worship music. But I was really into like the, not just having the same style of music, but stylistically it was different. It Mm -hmm. was new. It almost felt a little bit like grunge, like, but not, you know, but just it had a little like tint of like, like kind of hard edge to it, you know? Yeah. And, um, I just, I love the authenticity of it. You know, as I listened through it, I thought, wow, I'm, I'm really praising God. I'm, I'm being open about my, my sinfulness. I'm being open about who I am and about how God changes me. Mm. You know, one of the songs that I love is how great. And just the first, yeah. the first line he comes on, he says, just a real kind of quiet, there's just a guitar riff. He says, I'm so bored of little God's while standing on the edge of something large. Mm. And it just made me think, you know, what am I doing every day giving myself to these little idols in my life when there's a, a great God that I need to be praising? I need to be I need to be standing before this great God and and fulfilling what he's called me to do. And the whole song is about how great God's love is and how how great God is. Yeah. And so 
all of these songs on here, this is another album I know I listen to start to finish. Mm-hmm. I know every song. I know every lyric of every song. And it's one of these things that is just uh, so amazing. And it was so revolutionary. And to be honest, uh, worship music today would not be what it is had Without. had these had passion not happened but right. then these bands like david crowder had not come and and done some different things i, I love when people take what's there and and make it new and fresh and different yep. you yep. know yeah it kind of brings it to life and and gives it you know gives it to life for a, for a new generation yeah. a lot of times mm-hmm. yeah oh praise him is yeah. on this album mm-hmm. i just looked it up and i'm yeah. like yeah i know these songs i know mm-hmm. these songs i know what you're talking about super and at the time when this came out you know because we know you know no one like you you know that's a fast yeah. song we did that in youth group like a million times mm-hmm. but when this came out we were like this is so different than anything that we are listening yeah. to anywhere yeah yeah it was yeah revolutionary almost yeah well, um, what's your third album? My third album. Uh, this might be cliche, but you know, it's funny. I, I've talked to some people who've never listened to this album. They know the one song from it, um, but that's all they know. And that's DC Talk, Jesus mm. Freak, 1995. Um, I turned six years old the year that this album came out. That makes me feel old. <laughs> and uh, I'll be honest, every time I, I, Talk about like wait I that came out when 1995. That, so that came out before. Okay, I was wrong on my dates, man. I tell you what, you can't rely on your own memory because yeah. that one came out before the Take Me to Your Leader. I could have sworn yes. that, that it was backwards. Yeah, yeah right before it, and that's what's funny because these two these two albums were like huge for me. Um, and again, a lot of this came from my uncle, and so it was. It, it's funny how you can you can fig- see how the links you know come together, but. Um, through relationships, ultimately. Yeah. But uh, this this album came out, and I've listened to it through seasons of my life for basically all of my life mm-hmm. since I was six years old. Um, and I don't really remember before then not knowing these things. But I'll, I'll tell you, like, the first song, obviously, uh, Jesus Freak. Mm-hmm. I mean, I loved how intense it was and how... Uh, just hardcore it was it has a lot of the same kind of attitude that the newsboys had exactly and uh i I too loved this song i didn't include this album because i wasn't thinking uh the i I didn't love the entire album yeah yeah there's certain songs on there that i love and um Jeez, for those that were into like grunge, yes. when Jesus Freak came out, you were like, "Oh my oh, goodness, this is it! This Let's is go. amazing!" I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna talk. So, so that's that's, and I love what you were talking about with the Newsboys because it's the same feel with Jesus Freak. It's it's all about not caring if people make fun of your love for Jesus, right? And I love it because they adopt because Jesus Freak was a term that people used to make fun of people sure. who love Jesus. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's what the word Christian is. Mm-hmm. I mean, Christian is the same. People started calling the people of the way Christians and Christians were like, yeah, yeah, that's what we are. We're Christians. Little Christ. And know. so we just took on that, that verb and we said, yeah, I don't care mm-hmm. that you're making fun of me. Right. And for me as a young person and then as a young man and throughout my life, every time I listen to this, I'm, I'm listening to the song and I'm like, yes, I am a Jesus freak. I do love Jesus, and I don't care if you think I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that that famous, you know, uh, refrain that they have, you know, people think I'm strange. Um, uh, does it make me a stranger right. that my best friend was mm-hmm. born in a manger? And then, you know, and then it just goes crazy. Um, but that's the thing, that Christians, true Christians— when we when we hold on to Christ, we have an attitude of embracing and deflecting mockery and bullying. Mm. Like we we can get through hard times because we're Jesus freaks. Mm-hmm. Like we're crazy yeah. for Christ because we know the power of God mm. is best shown in our weakness. Mm-hmm. And that's insane. And we embrace that. I and love. I also love that song because it has not only a real life example but a biblical example yes. in John the Baptist. Yeah, it shows. It talks about the dude, the kind of preacher, you know, the crazy guy. But then it's John the Baptist, and I, I listen to that song, and I'm like, yeah, I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. I want to be the person that God reveres, not the one that the world reveres, mm-hmm. because that's, that's nothing. And then there's, uh, and they have the song, "What if I stumble." Mm-hmm. 
come right back and they say, you know, what if I stumble? What if I fall? What if I uh, lose my step and I make fools of us all? And even one of those one of those guys has walked away from his faith. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, deconstructed, it. deconstructed. That's a, that's a nice way to say you've walked away. Yeah, you've abandoned. Right. It's a, it's a nice way to say you've abandoned your faith right. is to say I've deconstructed my faith. Yes. So that's a term. If you hear I'm deconstructing my faith, they're basically abandoning orthodoxy at right. that point. That's what it is. And, and here's the thing, you know, they wrote this song and sang this song. So my prayer for him is that mm-hmm. he has stumbled, he has fallen. And my prayer is that God would call him back and that he would come to God. Yeah. Um, and so, cause his, his story's not over yet. Yeah. Um, and I hope it doesn't end too soon. So that's just a good song about being real about your weaknesses. And then the, the last two in the light mm, just describes, it's, it's such a good song. It describes the struggle against the flesh and your desire to walk with Christ and be rescued by him. He says, tell me what's going on inside of me. I despise my own behavior. This only serves to confirm my own suspicions that I'm still a man in need of a savior. I want to be in the light as you are in the light. I want to shine like the stars in the heavens. Oh, Lord, be my light and be my salvation because all I want to do is be in the light. And that's like for me as a kid growing up having these sinful temptations and all this other stuff, I realize like I need Jesus to save me and to keep me saved. And that was huge. And then finally, Mind's Eye, you know, it's such a good song that just talks about having enduring faith, a faith that sees Jesus and knows that he's smiling on us with grace and that he's going to take our hand and walk. It says, you take my hand and we walk through foreign lands, the foreign lands of life. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I, I remember listening to this album when I was lonely when I felt like Mm -hmm. a loser, when I felt like the person that nobody cared about. And I listened to this album and Jesus was my everything. Yeah. And he walked with me through, and he still walks with me through the foreign lands of life. Mm -hmm. And that was just huge for me. Yeah. So can we talk about for a second, DC talk only had five studio albums and you know, they were one of the biggest, most influential Christian hip hop slash rock bands. Yeah. And, I just think about that, like their influence is crazy with only five studio albums. A few years, a couple of years ago, they were promoting that they were going to do like, they had this big surprise and yeah. everyone was thinking like, DC Talk Reunion, new album. Yeah. And then it ended up being like a DC Talk Cruise or something. And I was yeah. like, this is so, I was so angry. Like, whatever. Yeah. I was like so mad. Yeah. But you know, this, you know, one of my uh, honorable mentions would have to be, Toby Mac's first album that yeah. came out after this because he was definitely wanting to do something different. And with his hip hop slash rock, rock album that he did uh, first out, I'm, I'm blanking on the name right now, yeah, but um, that came from this energy from DC talk. And now we have Toby Mac mm-hmm. who has like a dozen studio yeah. albums. Yeah, I don't know how a many, bunch. a bunch. And then um, what's the guy's name? Who's, who's the lead singer of newsboys. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. That's um, Michael Tate. Tate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> the lead singer of newsboys now and you know, and they have good stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not the same as the old newsboys. I'll stop. <laughs> I'll stop there. But uh, yeah, my honorable mention would be um, jars of clay actually. So, so that's actually interesting. You say that because which, which jars of clay album jars of clay. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, so I liked some of the songs on that album. Yeah, they're kind of weird as a whole. As a whole album, yeah. The Much Afraid album that came out in 1997 was very influential to me because, once again, it was different. It was artistic. It it was it was critically had a great critical reception, uh, but not so much public reception because it was so different. People were wanting more like flood yeah, and more yeah. like you know love song for a savior. They were wanting that from that first album. And they just this didn't was do different. It. Mm-hmm. This was much deeper, much more. Um, this was much more uh, felt. You know, th- th- yeah. there was a there was more of an artistic element to this. Yeah, song, never, I don't think album. I've ever listened to this other album. So this before. would be this would be one of my honorable mentions. Nice. We much afraid jars of clay. Yeah, that's good. Well, for me, obviously, you know, skillet. I mean, I, I yeah. have to. I have to say. I mean, there's so many bands and and artists, but is there one skillet album that? Skillet album? N- no, just all of them. <laughs> no, all there's of so Skillet. many. I will say there is one song called "Locked in a Cage," and I remember it was. So I won at youth group. 
before there was Spotify, before I could look up music, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. um, I won this like CD. Yeah. We gave out group. CDs. Yes, yes. yes. When I was a youth pastor, uh -huh. we used to buy CDs and, and give them out. Yep, yeah. Like raff, yeah. Raffle prizes. And so I, I got that and I was like, yes, a CD. I thought it was amazing. <laughs> and so I'm this like loser homeschool kid who's like, yeah. And uh, so I take it home and it has all these different Christian. Well, CD, you got to think about this. A CD was probably like 15 bucks. Yeah. yeah. And back then, back in the night, nine, two thousand. 2000s. 90s, 2000s. Uh, for a kid, that was a lot of money. It was. I, I, you know, I, I, I remember I remember lamenting over like, okay, oh my goodness. Okay, I've got a little bit of money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which album am I, I going to buy? I oh, am I going to buy this one? Am I going to buy this one? Because you could only buy like one album at a time, yep. you know? I know. I, so this one had, it was a mix of different Christian, like the popular Christian Anxiety. stuff. Anxiety. And so this one um, had this song called Locked in a Cage by Skillet. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's like, hold me down. I want to know you. You can can hold my rage. Mm -hmm. um, you breathe life. I want to know you. Hold me. Keep me locked in a cage. And mm -hmm. the idea behind it was, I'm this, like, crazy person, just, like, full of, like, rah, God, hold me. Mm. Like, control me. Mm. Only you can contain me because I'm crazy. And as a kid, that was kind of me. Mm. And I think there's a lot of kids out there that are just like, Rah! and they need a big God who can hold them down and, and say, I love you yeah. and contain the the restlessness of our lives. And that, yeah. oh man, that song was huge for me. Well, my last honorable mention, and I'll stop because I could go on I know, forever, same, same. is 40 Acres by Cademan's Call. Mm. It came out in 1999. This was a time when I was wrestling with, I just graduated. I was in Bible college. You know, I was, I was, I was kind of wrestling. I, I knew I was called to ministry, but I was fleshing all that out, yeah. you know? And this album is, is just a, a really, it's mostly acoustic. It's mostly, um, you know, uh, folk acoustic type music. Um, and it was just really heartfelt. The mm. songs were really personal to me. Um, and it's sad, sad to say some of, uh, the, this was a, Cadmus Call was a big band. Yeah, they had, they I had a couple singers that, I mean, it was a big band and they were big with colleges. They were two around colleges and, um, and places like that. They were kind of the Christian college band at the time. Um, and they, uh, some of them have since kind of walked away or deconstructed their yeah. faith. Uh, and so that's kind of sad, but, but this album stands as I, I always go back to this and it immediately takes me back to Bible college. I immediately think about our college mm. life group at Porter Memorial Baptist church. Uh, our, our college minister, for whatever reason, uh, Tim Turner drops just boom. Yeah. I'm instantly back. He tells a story about, uh, he was, uh, getting money out of an ATM and he loved, he loved the quick cash withdrawal feature. And it's just did these funny <laughs> motions like, bam, like quick cash, bam. For whatever reason, that album takes me back to our college group. And yeah. that story specifically about him withdrawing cash. It's so weird how those memories I know. just stick guys. I know what you're talking. I, I got all those too. But do you have any more honorable mentions? No, that no. I mean, yes, yes. But I'm going to stop because <laughs> like you, I, we could go on and on. And, and you're better about remembering details than I am. I'll just be like, there's a song. It's about something and blah, blah, blah. So, well, yeah, I don't know why that's that's how God made me, I guess. But I uh, I love, 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 love music. Yes. And I really think it's important. I love that my kids, especially my teenage daughter, is starting to get into music more. Yeah. And she has her kind of favorite artist, you know, um, and it's really neat to see her, you know, she actually told me the other night that, um, she remembers listening to, she, she would have her radio because mm -hmm. she, you know, this is once again, she grew up with the internet, but early on when they were kids, we didn't, didn't have, didn't have, lot, yeah. they didn't have phones or tablets or anything. So this is going back like five or six years, you know, and she, we had a little CD radio in her, mm -hmm. in her room. And she remembers listening to K-Love. Yeah. And she was commenting on how she would listen to radio on Sunday nights and they do like a, like a, um, uh, what is it like a uh, like a speaking thing on Sunday night? And she would always be annoyed because it wasn't yeah, music. Yeah, the music. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, I I was listening to this stuff this morning, and my son, my three year old, he was he was mad that I wouldn't let him watch a show. And so we were like, okay, well then you can go to your room and play with toys. Right. And then I started playing this music in the living room, and he like pokes his head out. This is old stuff, you know. I'm listening to. He pokes his head out of his room. He comes and he look. We have it playing on the TV. He comes 
looks at the TV and he's so inquisitive. And then he comes in and just sits on the couch. Mm. And uh, before I even said like, Hey, we're going to listen to music. Look, no, not music. And, uh, but then he comes back in and he sits down and he's just listening to this stuff. And it made me happy just yeah. to see him interested in, yeah. in music. And here's the it's thing, a big part of well, our kids' well, lives. Here's the thing. Parents don't, uh, number one, uh, he, he, here's a good tip. Just put on good music. Yeah, in do the, it in yeah. the background. Don't don't say, "Hey, kids, we're going to listen to this." Right. Sit down, and listen. To this. Just, just just put it, do it. Put it on in the car while while you're washing dishes. Put some music on. Just put on good Christian music, good solid music. You know, find out what they're interested in. Listen to some of the things that they're interested in. Yeah, and try to try to connect with them through that. Music has God has designed music. Yeah, with with this extreme power. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you see it in the Bible. David <laughs> Psalms, David like, I mean, used music to, to honor and, and glorify God in amazing ways. And so I th- and that's why music is so important to our worship. But I think music can be one of those things that can really be important to our Christian uh, oh, yeah. walk into helping us form in, into these theological ideas, these identities yeah. help to help to inspire us and encourage us to, to go on for Christ. I mean, this, this is a part influential, like it influenced who I am and that was all part of God's plan. Right. And he did it through, honestly, through my, my mom wanting me to listen to good music yeah. and find, I mean, we would, it it was hard because we yeah it, it took a process to get these songs it wasn't as easy as downloading stuff yeah don't you know? don't nag them just put it on just do it when they're around yeah even if you don't like that style right but That's, you know that they might like that style just, my parents just endured get into a lot <laughs> <laughs> just get into it yeah. yeah so well good man this was fun I had a lot of fun talking about this me too me I could too. go on talking forever and I ever hope our and listeners ever. loved it you think about things that have influenced you go back and listen to it and, yeah uh, and I'm really interested what it. are the albums send us yeah. a note to our to either social media or to our um, our email f4l at okillbc.org let us know what albums influenced you it'd be really interesting to know that absolutely well listeners thank you for listening and we'll, we'll see, see you, you next, next time, time. I do, I do like that one time where I mentioned like vacation. You were like, "Don't say that." I, like, if there's something that I say that's like unwise, oh, stop me. Well, that's I don't good. like telling people I'm going on vacation. Right? No, no, that was wise, and and I appreciated that because yeah. I just wasn't thinking. They about always it. say don't post on social media that you're going on vacation. Yeah. Now it's different nowadays because uh, Facebook has has locked out um, most people from viewing your your content yeah. unless you're friends. Yeah, yeah. Pr- pretty much everybody now. Like if you like it's you like d- mostly only friends, right? Yeah, right. But still, even at that, I mean, no. I, well, and this is not only friends, right? So, yeah. Right. No, I'm with you. I just, I'm just saying, like, if I say something that's not wise, like, feel free. Now, to I don't know how that. many robbers are listening to our <laughs> podcast, so it may not. If you're a shady person, I hope this podcast helps you. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's going on vacation. I'm yeah, gonna rob I'm gonna this rob house. Rob this guy in the name of Jesus. <laughs>